Hello, and welcome to our very first podcast. My name is Brandon Jacobs. I'll be your host for today, and I'm here with Heather Gaisley. Um, Heather, why don't I have you introduce yourself? Sure. As Brandon said, my name is Heather Gaisley. I am the Director of Integrative Health at Park Integrative Health, a clinic in Sherwood Park that is bridging the gap between Eastern and Western medicine. Uh, the focus of Park Integrative Health is to bring integrative health care to Canadians. That's awesome. I'm really happy to have you as our very first guest. Uh, we are going to be discussing a topic today that is very near and dear to our hearts, as well as many others that we do know, and that is why the future of healthcare is integrative. So uh, a little bit about me before we get started. Uh, again, my name is Brandon Jacobs. I am the director of Allied Health uh, at Park Integrative Health. Uh, also was a registered massage therapist, personal trainer, and Heather and I do run a yin yoga training in the city. And we've bridged all of that, plus our backgrounds in education to become two of the co-founders of this company that is changing the way healthcare can be delivered in Canada. And Heather, I'm wondering if maybe you could share with us a little bit about uh, our story or the story of Park Integrative Health from, from your lens and your voice. Sure. Well, for those of you that are going to tune in past episode one to episode two, you will get to hear the nitty gritty, heartbreaking, heart-wrenching story um, of Brandon and how Integrative Health saved his life. But from my perspective... I would say that the concept for Park Integrative Health grew from our shared belief that your journey to health requires an inclusive and global approach. And when I'm speaking about our shared belief, I'm talking about the shared belief across um, you and myself and our other two co-founders, Dr. Nijabakshi and Mahesh Upadhyay. So I think the four of us, when we first conceptualized this idea, which was essentially done up amidst a lighthearted conversation between personal trainer at the time and, and no, it wasn't personal trainer. It was massage therapist and massage client. Yeah. Nija was a massage client of mine. What will now be over 10 years, but that's how our relationship started. She was just a random client that I was desperately trying to get to take some self-care for herself mm -hmm. didn't really know much about her other than she was a doctor so she was busy mm -hmm. um, and our relationship really grew from there especially as she became pregnant with uh, her twin girls uh, and Kay and Coveney are now seven soon to be eight here in April so uh, yeah that's correct and it was in those first few conversations around what her life was like and what your life was like as a massage therapist from two completely opposite ends of the spectrum allopathic medicine for Nija and allied medicine or allied health or what was originally termed as complementary alternative health and wellness and those conversations spawned a shared belief that despite your seemingly opposing disciplines or opposite ends of the spectrum of health and wellness that you both believed that that what is needed in the health and wellness industry what is needed in the medical industry is an approach that focuses on an individual's mind body and spiritual well-being as many avenues of well-being as possible so as these conversations grew and i remember you coming home and saying that Nija had asked you if if it was possible to create a space, create a place where all of these different modalities could exist together under one roof in the same place, but with the key difference being that 
the providers from both sides, from both disciplines, held each other in the highest regard. And, and she had asked you if that was possible, and you had said that that was, that you believed that that was possible. Yeah, I believed it was possible, and from the conversations that Nija and I were having, it seemed like even though we were on polar opposite ends of, of medicine, we were speaking the same language. Mm-hmm. And I knew very, very few doctors that were taking their health even serious enough to get even a massage. Mm-hmm. And so we knew as a, as a cohort, the four of us, that there is a gap in the service delivery for wellness treatments. There's also this really common misbelief, both amongst public consumers of health and wellness, which I believe we all are consumers of health and wellness in some way, but there's this misbelief that Eastern and Western or, or allied and allopathic traditions or disciplines can't coexist. And we know, the four of us know, that that system needs disruption. We know that it needs to be overturned and it, it needs to be reimagined. And now since we opened in, in 2017, which wasn't the, the easiest, I think it was easier on you and I definitely, Nija can speak to this when we, when we do talk to her on a future podcast, but she'll be able to second that it was very difficult for her to move into a role in a clinic such as this, given her background in allopathic medicine and her roles in the hospitals. But I'm wondering if you can share just a tiny, tiny bit since 2017, like how hard has this journey been to have people understand that integrative healthcare is the way? Mm. Oh, it's grueling. It's absolutely grueling. It's not the beautiful Instagram pictures. (laughs) It's, It's a challenge. And it's a challenge because what we're deconstructing here is the existing healthcare system. And this idea that we're moving from reactionary medicine, which let's be very clear, Western medicine in its technological advancements saves lives. It, it is profoundly adept at addressing acute illness. That is what its strength is. And what we also need to examine here, particularly in a social milieu where our healthcare system is is publicly funded predominantly. It's predominantly publicly funded. And that allows a certain degree of apathy to grow for the mm-hmm. individual in their own healthcare journey because they are relying on the expert. They are relying on the physician to be the expert of of their journey, the expert of their medical condition, the expert of themselves when they are in fact the expert. And so it's been exhausting and empowering. It's been it's been highs and lows of trying to shift the conversation around healthcare from from a reactionary approach to a proactive approach from operating predominantly in silos in our own finite disciplines to a collaborative movement and to break down this notion that we need to separate the whole into its parts into its constituent mm-hmm. parts when in fact what we want to do from this approach from this model from the idea of integrative care is to actually look at all the constituent parts as part of of one entire whole so to answer your question i i think that this has been the most challenging and the most rewarding experience of my life so far 
Well, thank you for saying so. And I did want to follow up on something that you did say. Um, you mentioned that you feel as though the current healthcare model is very reactionary as opposed to proactive. And is is that exactly how you would describe the current model of healthcare in Alberta and Canada that were very reactionary? I would say that I'm by by no means an expert. And, and there are certainly many places that you can turn to to look at the rise of, of publicly funded um, medicine and also the advancements in allopathic or Western medicine. But what I would say from my, my perspective and my experience as, as a healthcare worker is that our current model of healthcare is, is based on advancements in medicines or medicine that has saved millions of lives. And so the model in and of itself is yes, reactionary and, and it's also a disease driven model. So a disease driven model or a disease driven model. So what we're looking at is responding to something, even in the context of, of the last 11 months we've experienced, this presentation of a new pathogen, so COVID-19, this presentation of a new, of a new virus, and responding to how we can um, save people's lives in the face of this very, very tumultuous time, as opposed to, and I'm sure we'll talk more later on in this podcast, as opposed to looking at what are the social determinants of health that would render someone uh, more likely to contract something like COVID-19 or something like a pathogen that would disrupt their system? What are the things that are other aspects of health like social status or gender or race or anything else that you can name that aren't necessarily comorbidities, for example, other other health concerns that aren't the disease itself? What are all the other factors that play into someone's deviation from wellness? So I would say that our current model of healthcare is 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 a highly fragmented system. And what I mean by that is that again, I've mentioned this briefly, we've separated the parts from the whole. And so when we look at our system, we look at that resources are primarily allocated to addressing specific incidents of disease or injury. And we redirect our focus as a society and our focus as practitioners away from health promotion and prevention and early intervention. And, and instead, we, we maintain this sort of presentation response, this acute response to, to illness. And I think that's, that's where we need to have the conversations and shift, shift the model of healthcare. But, but there's a lot of work that goes into shifting the model. Yeah, and in my experience and from being a part of this organization, I can say that the change can be very, very, very incremental. It ends up being all of this back-end work, and we've talked about there's no such thing as an as an overnight success, and I would say that this feels like we get a whole bunch of wins, and these little tiny things keep adding up and adding up and adding up, and then other days it feels like we're not much further ahead, even though we know that we are. Absolutely. You're absolutely correct in saying that um, what, when you're trying to shift a model, it's, it's going to take a significant amount of time, perhaps not even the, the lifetime that you and I have to live. This, this might be planting a seed for future generations to yep. live in a more easeful way. 
Well, I want to shift from the the current model to something that I know you're incredibly, incredibly passionate about, and our listeners will definitely hear that, hear the passion in your voice when you when you talk about this. But can you describe or talk to us about what integrative healthcare is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is a conversation that I think I could. I could talk ad nauseum about, so I'll try and keep myself focused. I can be fairly tangential, as Brandon knows, but... I would never say that, though. (laughs) So, before I get any further, for those of you that know me quite well, you know that I have a love for language, and I have a background uh, as an English language arts teacher. And so, I want to share with you, our our avid listeners for episode one, the, the root word of integrative. And the root word of integrative is integer and it's latin in its origin and it means to render something whole so to bring something together so integrative healthcare from that lens is simply an approach to healthcare it's a practical strategy and it's a model and so with all models and we t- we teach about this in our yin yoga training this is simply a model you can debate the model and although we're not here to do that in this this podcast, you certainly can. Western medicine, as most of us experience it today in Alberta, is a model. And so this model, there's there's a quote that I really love that I've come back to again and again. And, and the quote reads, The cure of the part should not be attempted without the treatment of the whole. No attempt should be made to cure the body without the soul. Let no one persuade you to cure the head until they have first given you their soul to be cured. For this is the great error of our day, that physicians separate the soul from the body. And I think this quote really encapsulates the concept of integrative care in that we want to bring together all aspects of self, capital S, self. We want to bring together all avenues of health and wellness. We want to accept that the seen and the unseen so those that are scientifically validated and researched are as valid as those that have yet to be scientifically researched and validated and given that we are talking about something that could be potentially controversial in that quote that you recited from from plato i'm sure that there would be some physicians debating that like no 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 like i i do that i do that and so i'm i'm sure what you're not saying is that there aren't physicians out there you're just simply stating that lots of physicians doctors healthcare workers are viewing Western is more important than Eastern or Eastern more important than Western when really what we're trying to do is discuss the topic that it's actually universal. Absolutely. And I would even go so far as to say it, it's not it's not that physicians or, or any healthcare workers believe that one is superior to the other. What we're dealing with is is we only know what we know. And so we've been steeped in this model of healthcare for most of us, the majority of our lives and the majority of our parents' lives and our grandparents' lives. And so if we are not exposed to what used to be termed alternative or traditional or ancient modes of healing in tandem with the advancements in biomedicine, we lose that opportunity of wholeness. We lose that opportunity of integration. Simply integrative care looks at the full range of physical, emotional, mental, cognitive, social, environmental, and spiritual influences that affect, that in turn affect a human's health and well-being. 
at any point in the trajectory of their lifetime. And we know when we're looking at the trajectory of someone's life, those influences, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, etc., they change over the course of your life. So it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. It, and, I, and I think that really makes, makes a difference when you're looking at it. I will also say that integrative healthcare exists on a continuum. It exists on a spectrum. And so you can engage in this process as a practitioner or as, as a client or patient from, from a variety of different levels of engagement. So as you mentioned, physicians might say, I, I am doing that. And from their perspective, they, they likely are, but perhaps we could we could broaden the perspective. Mm-hmm. And so too can be said for allied health providers as, as well. So essentially, integrative health is something that considers the whole person. And when we consider the whole person, we address immediate needs. So acute issues, pain, suffering, something that's happening right in the now. And we also address the complex interplay between biological, so genetic, behavioral, psychosocial, and environmental influences. So I'd also wager to bet that you would be very convicted in saying that we would start with what is acute, ideally with the goal, if the goal was was two-sided, 100% for practitioner and 100% for patient or client, that you'd be working towards finding the root of that acuteness. Yeah, and I think I think that's a beautiful way of putting it. I think it's it's in part where our mission statement comes from at Park Integrative Health is that our mission is to address the root cause of illness and or injury by engaging a team of collaborative professionals that come from a variety of different disciplines so that we can address the root cause, so that we can restore optimum health and and wellness. Well, I think that's a beautiful mission statement, and I'm happy that I was a part of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so we've talked about traditional model of healthcare. We've talked about where we feel the future of healthcare is going. Now, could you potentially describe to me some of the differences between current medical practice and then the integrative practice model. If we put them side by side, what could they what could they look like? Sure. Yeah, I think I think this is a beautiful question because I, I think a lot of people maybe health isn't isn't their number one value or a high value for them um, or it's never been framed for them that way. And a lot of people just don't know, don't really know that there's a different way, that there's a different option. So I'll just pick a couple a couple things but I think I think our current medical practice is evolving and that's really important to 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 understand we we are always evolving the way that we we are helping each other stay in a greater state of balance a greater state of wellness and ease so I would argue, and and we'd love to hear from you, so if you want to leave us a comment or contact us on social media, you're welcome to do so. Uh, My Instagram handle is at heather.gaisley, and Brandon's is at brandon.r.jacobs. You can also contact us at Park Integrative, but I will say, I will make the claim that currently in the medical world, health is most often considered to be absence of disease. So you are healthy if you have you are free from disease. Basically, you're healthy if you feel like you don't have to go to the doctor. 
Yeah, that would be that would be one way of saying it. Whereas the integrative practice model, health is seen as a vital state of physical, mental, emotional, social, and spiritual well-being. Again, all those avenues of self. And health is a place or a state that enables a person to be engaged in their life. Engaged in their life. So you may be free from disease as defined by the biomedical model, but if you cannot engage in your life in an easeful way, in a way that allows you to be to experience vitality, then you you wouldn't necessarily be in a state of health from that framework. And I can I can say that with confidence that you also very strongly believe and it's why we added it as our fifth value that you believe that more and more people in this world need to elevate health as being one of their values yeah i i I often say to my clients that you know the greatest the greatest thing we have is is not necessarily time or money or love or any of those things the greatest the greatest thing we can have is our health because without a vibrant state of health or uh, a state of remembered wellness, we can't engage in any of those other beautiful aspects of this life. So one other really key idea um, or differentiation between the medical model as we see it currently in practice and the integrative practice model is that in the medical model, the physician, predominantly your physician, your general practitioner, your family physician, they act as the authority figure on mm-hmm. on your life and your health. And that is by no means to say that that they believe that they are superior to you. This is simply what's been taught through the medical system. And in the integrative practice model, the difference is that the physician or insert the allied health practitioner of your choice or the team of practitioners, they're a partner in, in your care. And all care providers are partners on, on an individual's health journey. And so this, this just beautifully cascades into the difference between being taught to follow the directions of your provider because that's what you were told, whether it sits well with you or is aligned for you or feels right versus becoming an empowered and informed agent of your own experience. You in the integrative model are, are the, are the active person in the decision-making process. So I think what's really interesting about that is that when you, when you typically go to your physician, or or you end up in the hospital, they're there to direct their interventions towards a specific disease, trauma, complaint, or condition. And in the integrative practice model, again, we're, we're seeing these themes, these motifs come through that we're looking at interventions that are designed, yes, to treat the illness or the deviation from wellness, but also designed to treat the whole person or to look at the whole person. There are many more factors involved in a deviation from wellness than, than the symptomology or the pattern of symptomology. It really sounds like this model could, and it won't in all instances, but it could help people to feel seen, to mm-hmm. feel heard, to feel like the risk that they took going to see a provider that is quote unquote deemed alternative which is now in our minds allied everything is allied that 
they'd be able to talk to another professional and they would say like I see you mm-hmm. or I hear you or they, they would feel they would feel seen as a part of this model mm-hmm. and and I think that's so accurate I also think that wouldn't it be incredible if in the future there was no division at all we didn't have the division in the language that we see where we see physicians and allied health providers or physicians or allied health providers and we've come a long way from the concept of alternative and complementary to allied and allopathic but could we bridge that gap even even further and and acknowledge practitioners for exactly what they are they are they are healthcare practitioners or they are they are um individuals that are here to support you in your journey all on equal playing field well that sounds like something that i would like to be a part of and i'm i'm happy and proud that that i am and i think we just keep hitting and hammering home why we feel um the future of healthcare is integrative i think we can see that there is a very i wouldn't say a large division there's just a stark contrast between what many of us grew up with and what there is now and much like you and i talked about i've had lots of friends or acquaintances that i went to junior high or high school with that are asking me more serious questions about their health because they feel like they're stuck in the old school model that maybe our parents were and they're seeing the doctors that our parents saw and they want and know that there is a different way and i will say that Although this podcast is about the integrative practice model, I deeply respect the model of healthcare that we have. Biomedicine or Western medicine, or allopathic medicine, whatever word you choose, it, it, saved, it, it saves people's lives. It saves people's lives. And, and that needs to be given the deepest level of respect I wrote, I think it was a year, a year or so ago, just after the passing of your dad, I, I wrote a, a little post on Instagram and, and you can check it out again at heather.gaisley. And, and it was speaking to the fact that, that Western medicine and interventional radiology saved your dad's life yep, before did. he passed away. Yep. So for those of you that don't know, Brandon's dad was, was diagnosed, um, and given a very, very grim prognosis in, in June of 2019. And he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And within a few days from that diagnosis, he had a stroke. And the team at the U of A decided, or, or we, we engaged, Brandon's family engaged in the decision to, to have Brandon's dad go through interventional radiology surgery to retrieve the clot in his brain. And they successfully did that. And that gave him more time on this earth. Mm -hmm. That gave him more time to spend with his two sons. That gave him more time to spend with the love of his life of 40 plus years. And even though the time was short, my point in sharing this very brief story is that Biomedicine is critically important. Western medicine is critically important. They're not the demons of this healthcare system. No, and they're definitely pitted as such. And I wouldn't say that while my dad's story and the story that I've told since then feels very tragic, I also know that it's it's not overly unique. Mm-hmm. 
but like the western the western piece of of medicine does save lives so i think that what we're we're not trying to pit one against the other because they they are all universal they just happen to have different strengths but they are all equally as valid which is why this time in covid-19 professions like registered massage therapy are trying to say we are just imp- as important which right. is why gyms and yoga studios are saying we are just as important right. at, to someone someone's healthcare journey as these other people who are still open right and and i will say that that one of the pitfalls of our current system is that our society by and large human beings have fallen away from the understanding of health being a value to such a great extent that that the medical system almost has no ability to be anything but reactionary even though you can adopt the integrative healthcare model all you want but if you don't acknowledge that you are the agent of the, your life you need to take agency over the choices that you make in your life healthy unhealthy more healthy whatever on a continuum then the the medical practice model will stay the same so it's not just providers it's also people by and large that need to shift their perspective so I will also say that the the medical practice model that we have is encapsulated and trapped in in issues such as uh, like broader social issues, unemployment, uh, low socioeconomic status, abuse, neglect, uh, BIPOC communities. By and large, do not have the same access to other approaches to healthcare than Caucasian people. And until we can address such things as as racial inequality, as gender inequality, as um yeah, I can't even think of anything else right now, but other inequalities, mm-hmm. other other social inequalities, then the integrative practice model will still struggle. Which is exactly why uh thankfully at Park Integrative Health we we do strive to educate as much as we can. Uh, Dr. Nijabakshi did run uh, a town hall on racism in healthcare, and actually today we just had another post come out because we are doing our very best to educate on things just like that of how we can change the healthcare model because that would be a step, which is which is actually very nicely leading to my next question, which is what steps do you feel need to occur for integrative healthcare? to actually work in practice as opposed to simply theory? Well, I like to, when I, when I speak to my acupuncture clients, I like to use a little, a little acronym and it's, it's, it's empower me. And so in the empower me acronym, the first one is to, to elevate your health as a value. You need to see your health as a top priority and you need to continue to chase the smallest whispers of this doesn't feel right is one of the things I will tell my my clients that when it doesn't feel right, it's not. Listen to that little piece of intuition. That doesn't mean we need to go shaming or blaming our providers, our physician, our GP, but we need to listen to the call of our soul. So elevate your health as a value. We, as providers, we need to maintain collaborative environments. We need to give the deepest level of respect to other avenues of health and wellness, even if we don't understand them, even if we don't have experience with them. I'm not saying that we need to 
send our clients or patients or selves down a rabbit hole of something that would be deemed as unsafe. We still need to use our discretion as providers, but we also need to simultaneously recognize our bias, recognize that we can only make decisions based on the experiences that we have. So elevate your health as a value, maintain collaborative environments as providers. We need to personalize care to support the unique needs of every individual. We cannot simply administer this global one-size-fits-all approach to health. It doesn't work. We are the sum of very individual experiences throughout the course of our lifetime. And the care that we receive needs to reflect that. My dream would be to overturn the current healthcare (laughs) model. I've spoken ad nauseum about that. I've touched on this a little bit in in the Empower Me acronym. We need to welcome all appropriate therapeutic approaches so that people can Mm -hmm. achieve optimal wellness throughout their lifespan. Mm -hmm. So I know, and you'll hear in episode two, Brandon was very resistant to acupuncture, which is hilariously ironic for me because that's what I chose to enter. But he, he was very resistant to receiving acupuncture for his own, during his own health journey. And for me, I resisted more of the spiritual aspect of of health and wellness, this this turning towards something that is greater than us, but which unites us all together. So when we welcome different therapeutic approaches, we have the opportunity to, to see and acknowledge that that in hiding in and amongst our own blind spots might be just what we need or just what our client needs. I think we need to emphasize prevention and early in- intervention. We need to decide for ourselves that the time to visit our healthcare provider is actually when we're feeling well, not when we've mm-hmm. reached a state of dis-ease or reached a state of um, this condition or that condition or this illness or that illness. We need to shift it into this, I'm going because I feel well and I want to remember and stay in that space of feeling well. I know Nija and I are keen to revolutionize education for providers and clients. I'm sure in our podcast with Nija, we will talk about that and how we can infiltrate the current medical mm-hmm. and allied health education systems and, and bring this, this integrative approach to them. I think it's really critical to motivate allied health professionals, especially the ones that are still in school. So I'll change that. Not just allied health professionals, but health professionals, your physicians, your physicians to be your, your psychologists, your psychiatrists, any health professional needs to be motivated to work collaboratively as equals. And I'll say that again, to work collaboratively as equals. By the time you and I no longer walk this earth, Park Integrative Health will simply just be one of one of the first integrative health places. Integrative health is the way of the future. And if we can tap into the the education systems, it will resonate deeply in these providers' souls who by and large have entered these healing professions because they want to help people. They want to help people. They didn't sign up to to simply treat chronic illness or chronic disease. They signed up because some part of their soul said, I'm a healer 
and I can help someone. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do feel wholeheartedly that that is why we have attracted the team that we have. Mm-hmm. That is why we have the outstanding on across all all 40 plus team members that's why we have this team that we do and this is why we we ask this question and we we ask them about their experience with integrative health and we will only take people that practice from this framework it's so critically important and the last part of this empower me uh acronym that it, that is the how of integrative healthcare is that we need to engage the patient or client whatever language you use as an empowered partner in their health. This is how we're going to bring integrative health, this model of healthcare to mainstream practice. And so one of the biggest questions that I get is, okay, but you know, my family physician isn't at Park Integrative Health and I see allied health providers all over the place. So how do I navigate the current medical system as a patient or as a client? How do I navigate this current medical system to, to, to the end of integrative health. How do I do that? Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure that that's what a lot of listeners um, will be thinking is, well, what now? How do I do that? How can I actually navigate the system regardless of whether I'm a part of Park Integrative Health or not? How do I do this? And it's a, t- it's a tough question. It's a tough question and a good question that, I, that people need to ask. I would say... You could start with inquiring if your family physician is willing to work together with your allied health team or your future allied health team. Start there. Remember that your providers are there for you. They're there to support you. So ask your family physician, are you willing to work together with my allied health team? I won't say in this current uh, in this current state of the Alberta Physicians to, I wouldn't say to necessarily go and seek out uh, a new GP. I think you will be waiting a very long time mm-hmm. if, if you do that. Yeah. Um, especially given the fact that our current government isn't overly supportive of our physicians. But I would say to talk to your family physician about the approaches that you're using. Talk to them or the approaches that you're interested in using and be brave be brave. Their lack of knowledge, potentially, or their bias doesn't mean that what you are doing isn't appropriate for you. So talk to them. Ask them about acupuncture. Ask them if it's appropriate for your XYZ concern. Ask them if massage might be appropriate. Ask them if there are other services beyond the biomedical approach that could help you. And then also, I would say, you're, you're the sleuth. You're the detective mm-hmm. of your experience. Investigate your health. I will add the caveat that please use appropriate sources. Sometimes Dr. Google is not. I would say almost always Dr. Google is not, not the most appropriate source. Mm-hmm. So if you need appropriate sources, you can contact myself or Brandon or the at Park Integrative Instagram handle. And, and we'll help get you connected to some some peer-reviewed source material or some websites from the allied health side that, that are more reputable so that you can investigate what's going on with you. You'll, you'll hear in episode two, if you've tuned in this long and you're tuning in next time, that it was only through continued perseverance and and sleuthing and detective work that we found 
the provider and the approach that ultimately saved Brandon's life. So, yeah, and and I think that in in wrapping this up, um, I think a question that's bound to come up, whether it's immediately after this podcast, it's the most asked question that we get on our social media is, are our physicians accepting new patients? Which, uh, yes, that does provide a little bit of a barrier, once again, with navigating the model, because our physicians are so full, filled to the brim that they aren't accepting new patients right now, but that is something that we are working on tirelessly. I I know how hard Dr. Bakshi is trying to recruit new physicians. So if any of you listeners out there know of physicians or allied providers, because I am always looking for the ideal team member to join Park Integrative Health, if it's you or someone you know, like please connect with us so we can continue to move this vision forward and to show and prove to more and more people that the future of healthcare is truly integrative. Heather, I want to thank you for being on this show. Would you have anything else you would like to leave us with? I just want to thank all of the listeners so far for their kind attention. Thank you for tuning in from wherever you are to this time and this space and this place. And hopefully we'll be able to share more with you soon.